You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was sponsored by The Curious Lounge in Reading and Ticket Pass, the ethical ticketing company. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hi. And guest um, contributor this week, Neil Maskell from Maidenhead United. Neil, how are you doing? Good afternoon, gents. Very well, thank you. Yourselves? Yeah, very good. Thank you. I good. mean, I I feel like I'm getting a bit more vitamin D than the two of you because I can barely make you out <laughs> in your camera screens there. Uh, everything all right? Not, um, you know... Lights haven't been switched off where you are or anything like that, no? <laughs> no I look back at, better in the dark, so uh, I thought we'd uh, we'd go for uh, some mood lighting. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm in my childhood bedroom, and uh, there's a massive window behind me, which really wasn't helping with the great, like it was looking very grainy. So I've, I've closed the curtains, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. Tom, have you been sent to bed without any tea? Is that what's happened? <laughs> yes, my, my mum's actually left. She's gone, so... Oh, you um, must have said something really bad. <laughs> really didn't want those uh, peas and carrots, did you? No, I did not. Absolutely not. Very good indeed. Well, we'll be covering all the uh, all the news and in- interest in Berkshire football over the weekend, and looking ahead to next weekend's fixtures. But of course, where would we? Where else would we start this weekend, uh, or in the roundup of this weekend, other than the FA Cup? It was fourth qualifying round. Uh, there were three Berkshire sides involved in the fourth qualifying round, and all three are now through to the first round proper, which is pretty fantastic. It's the first time we have had four Berkshire sides in the first round proper since the 1982-83 season, according to uh, Richard Arnett, the our, uh, Phil Phil Arnett, sorry, our uh, um, FA Cup fact file. Uh, guru who is uh, let us know that one and of course I'm saying four because they'll be joined by Reading in the first round uh, for the first time in a little while and who better to talk about this than Neil you were at two of the ties over the course of the week Uh, only made one only Only made made one one? in the end I didn't get to um, Slough last night unfortunately Uh, Um, but I was certainly at the the Maidenhead game on Saturday Um, we were 11 games without a win before uh (laughs) <laughs> all the trip to Western, it had banana skin written all over it, didn't it? Um, I'm sure a lot of people would have uh, thought we might struggle there. It was a really good performance from from Maidenhead on the day. Uh, two up at half-time. Uh, controlled the game as well as we've controlled a game for, for, for any time, really, in, in the recent uh, past. But it's been a little struggle to score some goals. The goals are coming back. We hope Toby Show Silver scored a hat-trick. And we were we were quite uh, comfortable and uh, and comprehensive. So hopefully that can, can translate to the uh, tough looking league games we've got coming up. But uh, a good day by the seaside, Rob. Absolutely, yeah. We should say uh, Maidenhead three nil winners at Western Supermare, and uh, yeah, going through to the first round proper of the FA Cup, uh, where you'll be facing an away trip to Oxford United. Uh, How do you fancy that tie, Neil? 
Well, it's been a bit of mixed reaction, really, from Maidenhead fans. I think um, the club hasn't got through a first-round tie since um, 1886. So um, I don't think this really represents our best chance of doing so. Um, The last (laughs) few times we've got through to the first round, we've played teams in our own league, which is kind of the ties you want to avoid, isn't it? Although it represented a chance, we duly lost both games. So we'll... um, draw a line un- under those. So look, I think we've just got to enjoy it for what it is. Uh, it's a league team. It's a relatively close journey. Uh, should be a good crowd. We're playing a side. They're absolutely flying at the top of League One. So um, let's not go with trepidation. Let's go and enjoy it. You know, I'm sure they'll make perhaps some changes to their team with uh, promotion in their uh, front of their minds. So some important league games before, but I'm really looking forward to it. Should be a, a, a good uh, afternoon out. And um Hopefully, we can put a good account of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I've seen some fans uh, brand it the Timmy Mallet Derby already as uh, you know, <laughs> the regular at both clubs. So, uh, yes. yeah, I'm sure he'll be in attendance um, on the first round. Uh, yeah. But, I've had I mean, a text from him already. He's already cock a hoop, and uh, <laughs> he'll be, his face will be uh, in and around uh, media uh, coverage of this one, I'm sure. Um, good luck to him. Absolutely, yeah. So um, uh, we mentioned uh, Maidenhead there going through fairly comfortably. And the other two teams in action over the weekend were um, Bracknell, who were at home to Dagenham and Redbridge on the early fixture that was chosen by BBC to be on their red button coverage. And they got a 1-0 win themselves with an injury time goal. Tom, pretty impressive again from Bracknell and through to the first round of the FA Cup for the third time in their history and the second time on the bounce. Incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, did did anybody not believe that they wouldn't get through? Because <laughs> I I did. Um, I know before we before we started recording and before you joined us, Rob, Neil was quite smug, feeling quite smug because he predicted both the uh, Slough and the Bracknell um uh progression. Wow. Um, which is which is fair, but but I mean it, it it's a, it is always these days a surprise when Bracknell don't win, hmm. which I think says a lot about where the club has 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 arrived. And um, you know, however that all that being said, they were play, still playing a team two divisions above. Um, but but Carl Withers and, and Jamie McClough, that they are just cup geniuses, aren't they? They they know how to they know how to play a cup game. They took Binfield all the way to the FA Vars final. They 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 had a strong hand in getting Bracknell to a first round proper last season, and you know it can't be a surprise, can it? I, th- I think that that Cambridge United is probably as, as it, I think maybe the like only possibly you know Oxford United is obviously a probably a tougher a tougher game, but uh, for 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 Maidenhead, I think um, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm not actually sure of Cambridge's form. Uh, my only Cambridge knowledge goes from listening to Guardian Football Weekly when. Max Rushton occasionally talks about Cambridge United, but I believe they're not doing so well. But it's still it's still an enormous challenge for for Bracknell to get through. You, you would think that that Cambridge probably should win, but I doubt they are going to have it all their own way. Uh, and I think Bracknell will have plenty to say uh, in that in that fixture going forward. But as I say, you know, going into injury time, they've, they've made a habit of scoring and winning games in injury time, haven't they? And and Cameron English's goal there was, which I've watched quite a lot. It, he almost he almost just has all the time in the world, doesn't he? When he when he finishes it, he sort of takes it down, puts it on his left foot, and somehow still has time 
to beat the the Dagenham and Redbridge goalkeeper. Um, the other thing of note, I think, in that is the the, the Bracknell centre back Daryl Harrison. Um, I, I just just kind of I didn't I didn't know of him, but I, I did a little bit of sort of social media scouting of him afterwards, mostly to um, tag him in a in a picture we we'd mocked up um, for for the Instagram. Um, but it, it, he, there was a couple of pieces on his on his social media about how his family were Dagenham and Redbridge fans and were in fact um, at at the game and and there was a really a really lovely post on his I think on his Twitter um, uh, with the tribute to his dad who would who was a big Dagenham and Redbridge fan who had sadly passed away um, I, I think fairly recently so you know for him that must have been all the emotions in in the world to. To play in that game against his his the team his family support, but also you know to ultimately beat them, um, I think that must have been really quite something for him. So, um, you know, just just credit where it's due to to the entire club. And I think you know they've, they've been through a bit of a, a sticky start to the season, but but there can be no doubt of their their cup superiority. And um, saying that that Cambridge probably should win the next game. I mean, come on! You wouldn't be surprised if they if, if Bratnell are, are in the second round, would you? You mm-hmm. you just you just wouldn't be surprised. So Cambridge are League One, obviously, and as you mentioned, Cambridge United are the team that Bracknell drew in the first round proper. Um, they are in League One, but they're without a win since the uh, beginning of September uh, in all competitions. Uh, since the visit of which team do you think they would be, Tom? In League One, I think I know this. <laughs> Go on, Neil. Yes, no, Reading. I think it was a televised game and Reading, I yeah. think, was the unlucky side that night. Yeah, absolutely. Ipswich, you're a championship now, Tom. Oh, sorry. I feel like I wasn't properly listening when you just said that. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Okay. Cambridge haven't won <laughs> since they beat Reading at the beginning of September. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, they are on a bit of a run of for- uh, bad form, but obviously that is a, a big jump. Was it five divisions between the two sides? Uh, but another... Massive fixture for Bracknell, and they're becoming almost commonplace, aren't they? So, yeah. uh, fa- fantastic I mean, stuff. When was the last time they lost to a National League side? Because they've made a habit of beating National League South sides last season. Mm. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, that, I mean, they obviously they will have done, but I think you know, I saw. They, I think I saw someone say on Twitter that Dagenham and Redbridge is the highest ranked team that Bracknell have ever beaten the National League side. Which I'm, I'm not sure if that's. I think it was a question. So have they ever beaten a uh, side ranked higher than the National League? Um, so yeah, they might have done in the Barks and Bucks Cup or something like that. I think they went through Reading, obviously, and uh, uh, so I don't know if you count that, considering it might be a uh, youth team or whatever. But uh, in the, the last FA time Cup, they played, did they beat Reading last? Was it last season? But I know yeah, I don't. They, I don't think you can count that. I don't think. You yeah, can I think they. Well, they beat Wickham last season. I think so. Yeah. Yes, they did. So I don't know if you can count that, but still, Dagenham and Redbridge in the National League, a pretty fantastic result. And yeah, hopefully one more. But the final game uh, of the FA Cup, the three fixtures that we had, uh, another mismatch, supposedly, in terms of levels. Slough Town um, of the National League South going away to Ebbsfleet United of the National League. Slough get a draw to all on the weekend after taking the lead and then take them back to Arbor Park last night where they managed to... Uh, push their way through with a 2 0 victory. Um, another pretty fantastic uh, result for a Berkshire side. I'll lead you in, Neil, even though you weren't there. You were hoping to go, but couldn't get there anyway. But uh, I was, yeah, I another was fantastic following result. It. I was following Rob, it. We do, Rob, so we do have Neil Graham. We do have yes, real, Neil Graham's yeah. voice note. 
Okay, so I'll, uh, well, do you want to do that first then? Let's, let's drop that in and then we can talk about it. Sure. Here we go. Good afternoon, just Neil reporting for Football in Berkshire from Slough Town versus Edfleet last night. Uh, my first impression was uh, Slough really just wanted it a little bit more than Edfleet and they got their reward in the 32, 32nd uh, minute from Josh Jackman, firing one in, and then sort of uh, 10 minutes later, Matt Lynch fired one home, bottom left-hand corner in the 42 minutes. From that moment onwards, Slough didn't look like they were going to lose. Second half, uh, Edfleet come out fighting a little bit stronger with a few more substitutions, uh, but that didn't really change the way the match was going. And um, throughout, really, Slough were on top and looked like they were even going to score a third. Edfleet themselves looked tired and quite flat at the back, and uh, Slough just really cut them open. Uh, well, now, now Slough have won. Uh, they face Grimsby uh, Town at home again. Played over the weekend of the 3rd to the 6th of November. Uh, but the one thing I would say about Slough is that the fans were superb last night. They were singing throughout. And uh, the best of luck uh, to Slough Town in the first first appearance in five years of the FA Cup. First round proper. Anyway, that's Neil for Football in Berkshire. Have a great afternoon. Well, I think he's covered it, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty comprehensive job there from uh, Neil. So thank you very much to him. Neil Graham, that is, um, covering. Uh, don't want any Neil-based confusion. So, uh, yeah, going on to Neil Maskell, how, uh, uh, what do you think about Slough's progression and the fixture they're going to have in the next round? Yeah, fantastic, isn't it? I think um, let's deal with with last night first. I mean, they were, they were two up... Um, you know, in the first half, weren't they? they were two up at half time. Um, I, I was following the, the clips on uh, on Twitter, uh, unable to go in the end. I was hoping to go to the game. Two really good finishes, and they were clearly well up for it. I believe that's um, eight games unbeaten now. Uh, whereas Ebb's Fleet, as I said um, on the podcast a couple of weeks back, have like Dagenham a dip in form in the in the in the National League. So. Uh, to take them back, sometimes you think, have you missed your best chance as well, don't you? You know, you, they were leading in the in the first game. Again, I was uh, flicking through the scores um, uh, whilst watching the Maidenhead game and you know, noted that, that Slough were leading and they were pegged back late on. You think, has the chance yeah. gone? Clearly not. You know, two brilliant finishes last night and um, you know, another great result. I, I've actually been to a few cup games down there. They've had some good cup nights, haven't they, at Arbor Park? I remember they played... Uh, Rochdale were, were beaten in that game, um, but gave a good account of themselves against a side who are then in the EFL. Um, uh, these are sort of bakes and unders era, aren't they, I guess? Um, yes. Hutton as well, were um, obviously now an EFL club, were then a National League club. Another game I went to and they, uh, Slough deservedly went through uh, after a really uh, exciting game in the penalty shootout. So there's cup pedigree there. So why not against Grimsby? Um, a so-so... Uh, League Two side at Arbor Park. Uh, at the time of recording, we don't know uh, the TV games, but that could be a good chance of uh, uh, of uh, a game getting some coverage. So it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And again, they've got more than a puncher's chance, haven't they, of beating Grimsby? So it's uh, exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd say all three of the uh, games involving Berkshire non-league side will have a will have a chance of being on TV there. I think maybe even Bracknell again, considering 
the difference or the disparity in leagues, five mm. leagues difference between the uh, two sides on the day. So, yeah. But you mentioned uh, John Underwood there, um, former manager of Slough or former joint manager. He had something to say um, about Slough's progression, didn't he, Tom? He did, yes. Um, we just flagged this up, didn't I, earlier on in, uh, mm-hmm. in our little group. He said, um, really impressed by Slough Town tonight. We're worthy winners against high-level opposition. So pleased with Scott Davis, who set his team up brilliantly tonight. Great goals from Josh, Josh and Lynchy too. Uh, I think both players played under under unders and bakes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's it's a terrific result. I mean, Slough are no strangers to the first round. With, and, they, you know, fairly recently, they've been in the second round as well. Um, but it's, you know, Unders is, you know, carrying on, has pushed on in his management. He's at Beaconsville Town and they're on a great run as well. So it's great to see him back at his old club. You know, Bakes and Unders, they they, they led that club out of the doldrums. So, um, you know, if ever there was going to be someone who who had something to say about it, um, I, th- I think going to those two straight away is, is, is the first place you go because, um, you know, th- th- they've got the club where they are and Scott Davis is carrying it on. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic result for Slough, indeed. And yeah, a great fixture to look forward to against Grimsby uh, next weekend, I believe it is. Or the weekend of the uh, third third and fourth, yeah. Third to um, fifth or whatever it will be. Um, One (laughs) thing to... uh, Sorry. One thing to um, mention about the game, of course, was that there was a pretty high-profile name in the Ebbsfleet starting lineup. Uh, a certain Mr. Jordan Ibe, who has, well, this has sparked a, a debate in a, a WhatsApp group that I have. Um, he was once sold from Liverpool to Bournemouth for £15 million. Now, has there ever been a player that has been sold for more money who, appeared in, who has appeared in non-league football? I'm sure there must have been. Well, I'm not sure there must have been because I can't think of one at the moment. I found players that have gone for more cumulatively, like Ross McCormack had a season where he turned out for um, Aldershot uh, for a few games at least, and he has had at least two over £10 million transfers. But I think £15 million might be making one of the most valuable non-league players to ever... Yeah, to valuable players to ever turn out for a non-league side. Can you think of anyone else who might be even near in the bracket uh so just to, just to clarify we're talking players that are in non-league after they yes yeah i mean back. not not players that have gone from non-league to correct yeah because i mean I think there's plenty of there's plenty of plenty of been like uh quite i think yeah. jordan pickford plays non-league and i think he went for almost 30 million when he went to uh uh everton from sunderland so you know that's just off the top of my head but uh um, but yeah, I'm not sure there's anyone who went for a big sum, then came down to Log League after that. There's been some quite high-profile players, you know, Edgar Davids uh, um, at uh, uh, Barnet uh, was player manager there for at least half a season um, while they were in non-league, and I don't think he was uh, uh, during his career ever went for anything like uh, 15 million. It was quite a long time ago, so uh, you know, transfer fees have been inflated recently. Any anyone at all, Neil? That you've got? I can, I can think of one that I don't think competes with fifteen million. But we're, we're, I'm just 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 thinking about players that have been on on my radar. Um, a few seasons ago, when Maidenhead played at Woking, uh, the home side had Matt Jarvis amongst their substitutes. Oh. And just doing a little bit of uh, googling now, as well as an England cap or two, 
He did go in 2012 to West Ham for what is described as a club record fee, but it doesn't say mm -hmm. what that record is. So we'll have to put that one uh, in the pending uh, pile, I think. I don't think that can necessarily beat Jordan Ibe. Again, yeah. with a Maidenhead uh, point of view, uh, which might lead me on nicely to a quick plug, if I may be allowed mm -hmm. to have one. Of course. Uh, we did have a player you will have uh, seen play uh, higher up the ladder. Um, that was uh, DJ Campbell, Rob. Yes, uh, I remember. Yeah. I saw him play for Maidenhead plenty of times. Yeah, yes. you saw him play for Maidenhead as well as uh, your beloved uh, Leicester as well. Mm -hmm. um, 2.1 million. So loose change, really. You know, <laughs> we're talking uh, those aisles eye-opening uh, sort of fees. I just want to give a bit of a plug, if I could, actually, for uh, something going on at Maidenhead in, in a couple of weeks' time, which is a really, really worthwhile cause and quite a sad story, uh, if I'm honest. DJ himself will be playing uh, in a uh, in a kind of uh, charity game, I guess, uh, for a guy called Darty Brown, who played for Maidenhead and uh, for, for Hayes and Yedding and, uh, and for Staines as well. Uh, Darty um, sadly suffers from a very rare form of cancer called cardiac sarcoma. Um, so the club are hosting a game to sort of raise funds um, for hopefully some more treatment for Darty. It's uh, apparently a one in a million form of cancer, which is terribly sad. Um, there's going to be events at the grounds. So that's Sunday, the 29th of October. We'll have auctions, raffles, music, bouncy castle. Uh, good food on offer as well. Sunday, the uh, the 29th of October at the, the football club. Um, doors open from 12, kick off at 3. I think it's fair to say DJ Campbell will be the uh, the highest uh, uh, profile player, but there's a number of players that would have played uh, locally, like Gavin James, uh, who played for a few clubs uh, locally. Um, Mark Nisbet, of course, a legend at Slough and yeah. Maidenhead as well. Kind of players from that era that Darty will have played with. Um, so any any support is going to be sort of entry by donation uh, to support that that really good cause. I believe one of the raffle prizes might be uh, a pair of signed uh, um, Anthony Joshua boxing gloves. So oh, uh, wow. so there'll be uh, there'll be some opportunities for a bit of fun uh, down there and a chance to win uh, a few nice prizes and support a really good cause as well. But uh, I don't think I can beat you fifteen million at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm afraid, Rob. Uh, well, a fantastic cause there, and certainly a game that we should, uh, yeah, we'll get behind and go. Uh, we'll have to do something to promote that, and um, yeah, you. absolutely. Would uh, yeah, if I'm free, I'd be. I'd love to come down and watch that one. So great stuff. Thank you. Watch this keep, space. Yeah, watch this space. Watch all the Maidenhead social media for more information on that one. Uh, Tom, you look like you're deep in thought there. Have you got something to add here, or? Uh... Yeah, no, I haven't. I'm. I'm... Rack, desperately racking my brain <laughs> for, for a player, but I, I there's no one springing to mind at the moment. I mean, you know, quite quite how, for example, Sam Barrett was never worth at least twenty million. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no one that springs to mind. And I did have something really interesting else to say on on another bit that we were talking about back at the very start of this uh, segment, but I can't for the life of me remember what it was. Well, there we go. Well, what a way to end up our round uh, roundup of the FA Cup games. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, there were some other games at the weekend, and uh, we're not going to go into all of them one by one. But there's one that I was actually at that uh, worth was worth a little bit of a mention. I was down at um, Waterside Park or the Stacker Truck Stadium, as they uh, call it now, and 
Uh, I was watching Thatcham Town take on uh, Corinthian Casuals. <clears throat> now, an inauspicious game, you might think. Um, uh, Thatcham Town sort of mid-table in the Isthmian South Central. And uh, Corinthian Casuals going into the game, uh, bottom of the league, actually. Uh, but the reason I was so keen to go is because of my record with Thatcham. Now, I've been uh, watching the teams around Berkshire. I've been sort of spreading my wings away from Maidenhead, uh, who were my first team that I watched in Berkshire football since I moved to Reading. I moved from Maidenhead to Reading in uh, 2015. And then at that point, I thought, oh, I'll go and see some more of the uh, local non-league sides, uh, which is what's got me on this journey to where I am today. Um Thatcher were one of the first teams I saw because I noticed they were actually in a promotion uh, campaign and they were playing Kidlington in the uh, Hellenic Premier Division. And essentially those two teams were battling for the one promotion place. Uh, Thatcher, unfortunately, lost on the night, uh, lost 2-0 to Kidlington and Kidlington ended up getting promoted. But that's actually started a little bit of a trend when I go to see Thatcher Town games. Now, in that sort of eight-year period, Thatcham Town have been promoted from uh, the Hellenic Premier. They've won the FA Vars. They've um, essentially they were top of the uh, Step Four division, the Southern League uh, Division One South, uh, before the COVID pandemic hit, and were looking good for promotion from that division. Yet. I have now been to eight games watching Thatcham and every single one of them Thatcham have lost. So I'm wondering, is there anyone out there in Berkshire supporting football or non-league in general who has a worse record following a side? Because currently I'm eight games watching Thatcham, eight defeats. And I think, you know, at this point they're going to start... Um, Telling me not to turn up or stopping me, stopping me from getting into the ground because my record with them is that bad, despite them being reasonably good for periods while I've been watching them. Neil, have you got anyone that you've got such a, a poor record supporting? Yeah, I, one springs to mind actually. Um, probably my most local team from where I am here, um, and that's Wokingham and Embrook. I know that uh, my friend Andrew Bat listens to these podcasts, so. Uh, um, my uh, record going down to Lowell the Road, a place I really enjoy going to watch football, really good people down there, um, is not great, not great at all. I can't put uh, eight straight defeats necessarily on a on a uh, uh, on the table for you, but I cannot remember the last time I saw them win. There's a few draws there, uh, normally two or three times a season, and uh, my record with them isn't great, but. Um, Again, I, I don't want to allow the road stadium ban, so um, <laughs> just, uh, just 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 bad luck. I put that one down to. Yeah. Uh, I do remember one particular season where Maidenhead's home form was so bad. I think they only won two at home all season, and I uh, managed to miss both of those. That was a quite painful <laughs> period. But uh, Woking and Embrook, the club I've you know got a lot of time for. Um, yeah, they uh, they they're always very pleased to see me, but perhaps they shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> I should mention that Thatcham did lose at the weekend uh, to a 94th minute uh, goal from Corinthian Casuals uh, after having missed quite a few chances themselves, including hitting the bar, hitting the woodwork a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, disappointing one and tough to take. Tom, have you got anyone you're quite as bad with? Yes. Um, I Mine relates directly to the Thatcham Town manager, Yashua Romeo. 
oh. um, who used to play for Marlow. Yes. And um, in my years following Bracknelltown, home and away, um, I don't think we ever beat Marlow. So, and it's not quite the question you asked, but it was the first thing that sprang to mind. I, I we, you would play Marlow maybe three, four, five times a season because of the small regionalised nature of the County Cup. You'd play them in the League Cup. You'd probably play them in the FA Cup somewhere along the line or the or the Vars as well, whatever it was. But you'd, you'd play them three, four times a season and you would we would never beat them, ever. <laughs> uh, so, and it was always, I had this thing, and I, when the last time I spoke to Yash on the phone, I said, it's just, whenever I saw his name on the team sheet, it was like, oh, here we go. And you know they just haven't. Happily though, on the on the on the complete reverse of that, I don't think I've ever seen Tadley Cleaver lose. Ah, oh, that's pretty good. So, and I'm not counting the penalty shootout defeat to AFC Bournemouth. Ah, <laughs> so yeah, so that's a draw for you, is it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I think Until so. I changed the rule for another reason. So, um, <laughs> can I also just? I remembered my point about the FA Cup from way oh. back. Um, the four teams that made it to the FA Cup first round proper in 82-83, of those four teams, two of them are technically defunct. Which two? Because you had Slough Town, Reading, mm-hmm. Windsor and Eton, and Wokingham Town. There you go. Well, Windsor and Eton rising like a phoenix from the flames, obviously. So maybe we'll see the new Windsor and Eton in the FA Cup first round before too long. But uh, yeah, little way to go for them yet. But hopefully, uh, hopefully one day, one day. Uh, but if you uh, listener have any teams that you have such a terrible record with, get in touch with the show <laughs> and let us know if the, uh, you could beat eight straight defeats and you know no wins and no uh, no draws in that time as well. So uh, uh, Tom, how do they get in contact with the podcast? Oh, um, well, all the social medias. We are FI Berkshire on uh, Twitter uh, and threads and Instagram. Um, I'll probably post a clip up of this video there as well so people can start replying to it. We're also on Facebook, Football in Berkshire. And you can email us, podcast at footballinberkshire.co.uk. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Well, uh, we'll move away from the weekend's uh football and on to something a lot more positive well uh, a lot more positive than my record watching Thatcham that is uh, Tom we have had some international representation in Berkshire we do um, why don't Love you talk bit. us through uh, Freya Gregory so uh, yes Reading's on loan winger Freya Gregory has been called up to the England under 23 squad um, she's the only Reading player in the squad but there are two former players uh, in Emma Harry's and Kira Skills. Um, Emma Harris is at West Ham United, and Skills is at uh, Charlton Athletic. No, sorry, Bristol City. Uh, she was at Charlton Athletic, almost. Um, and of course, Frank Kirby is in the senior Lionesses squad. Um, I know that um, Abby, our, our mate Abby Tyshurst, was incredibly excited that Freya Gregory had arrived at Reading. Um, I believe she scored two goals um, already for the Royals. Uh, so great to see her in the England under-23 squad. Very good news indeed. And we also have we have some more international representation, and this time a little bit closer to 
the FIB WhatsApp group. Uh, so, uh, Tom, why don't you talk us about uh, talk us through the other representation we've had this week? Well, um, yeah, a while ago, I remember I remember Alicia Povey who um, helps us out uh, here and there where she where she can and, and gives us good bits of advice and is the font of our futsal knowledge. Um, formerly played to Maidenhead United Women as well, um, as well as Wickham Wanderers. Um, she was called up over the weekend to the England beach soccer side, which went to play in Spain. Um, I think Lish can best describe this herself. She'll drop the clip. Do it. Hi, Football in Berkshire listeners. Thank you for all of the support recently with my recent beach football club for England. Um, it was a fantastic weekend. Um, we took on Spain, Portugal and the USA um, with quite a small squad. Um, we lost 4-2 to the Spain, which is improvement on the last meeting where England lost 11-0. Um, we drew with Portugal, which I scored the equaliser um, and then unfortunately lost on penalties. Um, and then we lost 4-2 to the US. Um, which was a last minute goal from them. But it was an incredible experience um, and really excited to get back to training. Um, looking forward to the World Beach Games. Lovely stuff. Yeah, Alicia's uh, covered it all there. She's um, uh, the, heading for the World Beach Games and has even managed a couple of goals in the tournament we just had. So, uh, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Hey, Tom. Oh, really, really, really impressive. I think any anyone that can get an England cap in any form of the game um, deserves our utmost respect. And, you know, she's worked really hard for that. Um, I, I absolutely loved the video that she posted of her ending up flat on the floor. I think the ball hit her in the face. Yeah, or I think Something so. like that. It was like, I'm sure it hurt, but it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> and she has a habit of, of ending up slumped on the floor. But yeah, she's she's been absolutely brilliant um, to work with for us, and I'm I'm really proud that she's she's managed to do that. And uh, you know, as I say, we all get to buy an England shirt here and there and occasionally, and 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 put them on when we're watching games. But she's actually got to wear one in a competitive match, and and you know that, that proud and quite jealous as well, really, because I'm rubbish at football. <laughs> Very good indeed. Yeah, well, we wish you all the uh, all the best and for um, any future beach soccer endeavours and I look forward to hearing them as and when they occur. Uh, right, that uh, takes us uh, past the international uh, section on the, uh, on the uh, running order. Um, now we're going to turn our attention to the games coming up this weekend uh, and with the headline fixtures of being in another FA uh, competition, the FA Vars this time uh, with, uh, what have we got, six, um, or oh, sorry, seven Berkshire sides involved um, across uh, six ties. Um, I'm going to ask, uh, Tom, I'm going to ask you to pick out your uh, uh, tie of the round here. We've got, probably haven't got time to go through all uh, six ties. So which one out of, the, um, out of the six do you like the look of best? Um, I mean, I'm not going to. So I'm not going to steal Neil's thunder because Neil's doing a little bit of work on one fixture for us. Good. Um, so I'll, I'll let him take that one. But I, I think um, I, I've kind of mentioned them already. But I think Tadley at home to Moneyfields is probably the one that stands out. I think 
I'm not sure if Moneyfields are still the side they they were. They certainly were were a team that were on the up. But that that strikes me as being a very uh, a very strong game. But I would also think that that Reading City would really fancy themselves to have a run in the competition, and they are away at Staining Town Community. I, I think that um, I think Reading City are the, are the logical at the moment the logical um, uh, uh, successors to our recent Vars finalists, and um, you you would think that they would want to hopefully go a decent way in the competition this season. Yes, very much indeed. Well, um, Tom's mentioned two fixtures there, but as alluded to, you being you knowing a little bit about one here, Neil, so I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, well, one I'm keeping an eye on uh, is Virginia Water versus uh, Woodley, so uh, a, a Berkshire derby, if mm-hmm. uh, we're counting that, which I'm sure we are. Um, yes, yeah. I was, uh, absolutely, I was at the, the Woodley game, the last home match, um, and their last two results have kind of perhaps shown... Maybe they're, you know, good in places and, and at times, uh, you know, less functional. I, I was there for a, uh, well, another local game. Um, they played Eversley uh, last week. Uh, it was a 5-3 loss at uh, the Rivermore. Um, I think it's fair to say Woodley struggled with um, set pieces on, on the day. Um, and then they go to Brookhouse uh, in the away game and win 4-0. So, um, you know, when they've got it in them. They've got goals in them. Um, I'm going to look to do a little bit of uh, an interview with uh, with Jordan, uh, the, the gaffer there. He's already given me some uh, some bits and reaction to, to previous games. But um, on the basis of that form against Brookhouse, they've got a chance, haven't they? But it's, um, you know that I'm um, one for a bit of history. That, that kind of thing excites me. It's the furthest Woodley have got in the... Uh, in the vase to make the uh, the first round. So whatever they do uh, at the weekend, they are they are winners there, of course, aren't they? So um, um, looking forward to seeing how that pans out. I won't be able to go, unfortunately. I'll be on duty elsewhere. But that's certainly one I'll be keeping an eye on. Absolutely, a great fixture there uh, at Stag Meadow on three o'clock on Saturday. Uh, just to give you the full FA Vars lineup of fixtures for this weekend, we have Burnham at home to AFC Crawley Athletic. Uh, Eversley in California away at Loxwood. Uh, Reading City, as Tom mentioned, away at Staying Town Community. Uh, Hollyport away at Sutton Athletic. Tadley, Calibra at home to Moneyfields. And then that um, tie we've just been speaking about, Virginia Water at home to Woodley United. So plenty of uh, VARS action within the county or uh, involving Berkshire clubs for you to get your teeth into this weekend. Uh, Neil, actually, I'm going to come to you first. I'm going to ask you to mm-hmm. pick out uh, what other fixture for the weekend's games involving a Berkshire side um, that you're sort of going to have your eye on. I know uh, you'll be uh, work on duty at one, so you can list that one if you want. But uh, if not, then uh, pick out another another fixture from the weekend's games. No, I will pick out another one, um, and it's a good plug for the FA, the Women's FA Cup, which yes. uh, which is the uh, the the, uh, the third qualifying round this weekend. So um, um, I will be going uh, to Richmond and Kew on Sunday to watch um, Maidenhead play there. Uh, Maidenhead's women's team are a little, little rut at the moment. Um, had some difficult results. Played some of the top sides in the division and. Um, we need to get back on track. So we're playing, aside from Tier 7, and it's um, financially um, uh, lucrative as well. So uh, I will be at that game on uh, on, on Sunday, a big game for, for Maidenhead United women. They won't take anything for granted because they were 
knocked out by a lower division side last season. And um, part of my Woodley roundup, I will include um, a focus on their women's team as well. They have a home tie and they are playing uh, Aylesford, which is a side I have to confess to not knowing much about. I know they're Kent-based and they will be coming up to Bullmersh. So anyone looking for a game in the area on Sunday, get yourselves down to uh, the Bullmersh Pavilion, the Woodley United Aylesford. Again, really lucrative game uh, for Woodley and for Aylesford as well. I'm sure there'll be um, no quarter asked or given in that one. Yeah, great. Home of the Watercrest line, I believe. Ah, no, I think ah, I think that's Arlesford. I think that's Arlesford, oh. Hampshire. This is Aylesford. Sorry, I've got my awkwardly sounding A team names. Don't try and out train line me, Canning. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you on that subject. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it did confuse me as well, actually. It's Aylesford in Kent. So, as I say, don't know anything about them rather than Alsford from Hampshire. It's Alesford in Kent. A long journey for them. Let's hope they turn up puffed out. Get it? Train Gives Woodley a good chance of getting through, hopefully, to the, uh, the next round. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and big weekend for Woodley United, as you mentioned. Two massive games. Uh, uh, one for the men on the Saturday and another for the women on the Sunday. So great that you've highlighted those. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to the... Um, more results from the Women's FA Cup on Sunday. So, yeah, ones to watch for sure. Um, Tom, if I'm asking you to pick out a game, uh, maybe away from the FA Vars, uh, the uh, yep. Women's FA Cup now, what have you got for me? Um, I am going to go for... I, I, I'm going to go for this game purely because um, the side that are the away side were involved in one of the... I, like, I just feel like it was one of the most sensational, funny performances I've I've ever seen from a from a football team. And um, a few years ago, you may remember, I, I, it was the season before Binfield reached the FA Vars final, and mm-hmm. they played F, AFC Totten at oh, yes. Binfield. And Robert, you we may have been us that was there. I can't remember. Um, uh, I wasn't there. But, I, I remember you being there and but, raving about it afterwards. But yes, AFC Totten turned up as the side a division above, and. Um, were very much uh they turned up in a big coach they looked you know very much the the professional outfit um against lowly binfield in a from a small village that no one had ever heard of in no one in totten had ever heard of and and all of this sort of thing and you know full of full of ego and all of this and, and that and what have you and binfield absolutely demolished them um they continuously let Sean Moore shoot from 30 yards and didn't seem to learn when he scored from 30 yards. Anyway, besides the point, AFC Totten are at Bracknell Town, and um, it would give me no greater pleasure than to see Bracknell absolutely trounce them again. Because <laughs> um, I, I also remember back in my Bracknell Town days going to AFC Totten for a game and getting beaten, well beaten by them. So um, that would be that would be my pick of the weekend. I think that um, any side that fancies giving Totten an absolute whooping is fine by me. So there we go. <laughs> You were talking about uh, video bits to clip up and put on uh, the social medias <laughs> to get engagement. I think you might you might have one there. Uh, yes, I don't know if I'm I'd that, love it. Then. I'd love it. If <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some nice uh, uh, a wide range of fixtures there to uh, get your teeth into. But as always, if you want to uh, see what fixtures are coming up, um, 
are a nearby you around the county in Berkshire or involving Berkshire clubs, get on to www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. The fixtures and scores or fixtures and results uh, page will give you all the games happening um, involving Berkshire clubs that you can get on down to. And do just that. Go and get down to a game and support your local Berkshire side. Right. You're, well, um, sorry, Rob, you're going to have a twitchy eye again because um, the Barks and Bucks County Cup, the Charles 12 Tree Cup, Oof. listed above the Wessex League Division 1. So, um, uh, you're going to need to, uh, yeah, resolve that fairly soon, Tom. Otherwise, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> be smashing my laptop up every time I see it. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, gentlemen, do we have any other business? to talk about no it is looking back at me it's uh you know sounds good so we could just wrap it up for today well thank you very much for listening to uh the football in berkshire chat uh football berkshire football stories chat podcast i should get the name of the podcast right um so uh and thank you very much to our um, ad hoc guest neil maskell who uh, uh it's always good to have you uh jumping in neil always a font of knowledge and always a pleasure Thank you. Always good to be uh, able to have a chat with you guys and have a catch up. Thank you. Very good. And yes, thank you to you as always, Tom. Uh, you can say goodbye to everyone if you want. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and well, it is goodbye from all three of us. Uh, we'll be back next week covering all the FA VARs results and looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures and covering all the news across Berkshire non-league football. So until then, goodbye from us three. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured guests Tom Canning and Neil Maskell. The podcast is produced by Tom Canning. The theme music is called Space Camp by Reading-based ukulele band Rocket Kings from the album Everyday Adventures and is available on Spotify. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads and of course on footballinberkshire.co.uk. I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs>